1: That's eight hundred nine four three twenty one fifty
2: three. You guys, it's Rick Tittle.
3: Oh, it's a hump day edition of Titillating Sports, and I always sing a song on Wednesdays, and it kind of goes like this, it's hump day, no I don't, thank goodness, or no one would listen. I'm Rick Tittle, how you doing? What's going on in your sporting world? We have three hours to figure it out. Yeah, that's right, three hours, coast to coast, border to border wherever you might happen to be listening in this great land of ours, eh, so-so foreign lands, we do have a pretty full show. Johnny Bench, the Hall of Famer, and arguably the greatest catcher of all time. He will join us as he has before. He'll do that at 9.40 Pacific Time. We'll also have uh, Nick Benson. He's been on the show. He's with uh, Major League Rugby at 10.12. Nico Sparks, who almost just bought the Ottawa Senators with Snoop Dogg, which would have made him the first black owner in the NHL. But we'll talk to the entrepreneur slash entertainer Nico at 1025. We were going to have Thomas Hayden Church, but he's being pushed back to tomorrow. So we'll get him in then. Uh, Apparently, he's been in the Spider-Man movies. I had no idea. I just think of him as wings and sideways and stuff like that. He has a new movie called Chocolate Lizards. I'd like some on Amazon. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But then pro-wagering at 11-12. But most importantly, your calls. All those guests suck compared to you. Ah, Headline, Rick Tittle says Johnny Bench sucks. No, just playing. Uh, the guests are great. The calls are great. I'm so great. 1-800-878-PLAY. Big shout out to our brave men and women listening all over the world on American Forces Radio Network, you're the ones that really rule. So come on in and get heard that way. And uh, also, CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network channel, too, and your cable provider. I'm on twitch.tv. The cameras are rolling right now, and the Twitter's at Rick Tittle. Come on, Buck wake up people
4: you are optimizing every waking hour of your life from carpooling kids to work to friends and everything in between you have to get sleep and a bed that can perform as well as you do meet the next generation Sleep Number Smart Bed it effortlessly adjusts to your shape position and movements learning how you sleep so you learn to sleep better night after night Sleep Next Level only from Sleep Number the Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is now only $899 plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base ends 4th of July
1: Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
3: all right it's a hump day show come on in and let's go to my man chris in oakland who'll start things out at 1-800-878-PLAY what's up chris
10: hey, good morning man thanks for taking my call and you are a genius and you are so handsome man I thank just, you, you know, so much it's a great yeah it's a great way to start your hump day off hey man uh, i want to uh first thing i want to thank you i just got back from the emerald isle in, in england and you gave me a bunch of great places to go and checked him out man it was awesome imperial water museum was fantastic um so before I talk a little sports, uh, your take on the Russian coup? Do you think that Putin basically set this whole thing up so that he could find out who his enemies are? No, was, I like, don't. Legit
3: kind of coup? No, I, I just think that Wagner was just tired of being manipulated. And those guys, when when you, ha- it's like hiring the Hell's Angels to be security, like the Rolling Stones. I mean, Rolling Stones at uh, yeah, Altamont. The, one
11: person died, right? Altamont. Yeah. Yeah. Died, I mean, yeah,
3: it's, it's sure. just when you're going to deal with mercenaries and criminals uh, that something like this can happen if you if they feel like they're they've been wronged but screw that i want to hear about your trip what
10: happened <laughs> well what so so the second thing i want to ask you about cuz i didn't hear it on the the titan sub thing which was riveting in europe and, and you know y- you know england and just horrific tragedy but all the jokes coming out i mean is it just do you think it's just cuz these guys were billionaires were going down there I mean, i'm i'm claustrophobic so there's no way i would ever do this And I actually went to the day that it, like, uh, I went in in Belfast They have a titanic museum. And so we were there the same day that this thing, you know, disappears, and it's just horrific. But I was riveted. Um, What was your take on that whole deal?
3: Well, two things. Number one, when people die, it's never good. But to hear that they imploded instead of suffocating to death over days is is quote-unquote better. But, yeah, it just shows you, and, yeah, I think you're right about billionaires, because at the same time, hundreds of people died on a, a Greek Greece, ferry. Right. And, yeah. and,
10: and there was a lot of people talking about that, that they had a, you know, horrific, And you know, President Obama talked about it, and, you know, that there was no mention about that. but there was, you know. And I think it was the Titanic, and that's, you know, there's magic about that in the movie and all that good stuff. Um, unfortunately, in the Titanic Museum, there was no... Um, place where you can you know be with uh you know your boy Leonardo and just wave your you know be out there like you, you know with the edge of the world or whatever he said I don't know they didn't have that uh mm. picture photo uh photo out there but, but like it shows
3: place. you how heartless the the internet is people will uh laugh and poke at you while you're suffocating to death uh, potentially yeah,
10: just horrific mm. horrific all right man so so uh 21 and 60 you're you're uh got a good win last night 2 to 1 that was fantastic uh, blackburn got his first win of the season, uh, I didn't make the game. I am going to go tonight, probably tomorrow and Friday. Um, but you know, just twenty one and sixty, man, it's ridiculous. Um, is there? We'll obviously only get one guy for the All Star game, probably Ruiz. Do you see anybody else besides Ruiz making the All Star game?
3: No, the they, and it's and it's barely Ruiz. And the reason he's going to go is because he has forty steals, um,
9: right?
10: but other Bad than that
3: is off, yeah. yeah no no one no one has any legitimate claim whatsoever for the All-Star game except Ruiz
10: they've always said hey why you know you should take the but i think this is the one thing that keeps people like our team mm-hmm. which sucks you know in the in, you know at least remotely connect to the All-Star game to have one person from each team i, I get it they're not the best
3: players i love like, it i but, love it because of, yeah. it, and and this is what i've always said if you truly are an All-Star if you're hitting 330 with 25 bombs you'll make the team
10: Right, and so some, sec, you know, so yeah, is, is some guy on the Astros going to have a better record than you know the better average of or better, uh, you know stats yeah. than uh, mm-hmm. Reed, Of course, but it's going to get the Oakland fans in there, albeit there's yeah. not a lot of
3: somebody will say why is a two sixty three hitter with one home run playing, and you'd say because when the American League needs that stolen base, who are they going to who's going to come off the exactly. bench? It'll be him. They're
10: going to him, right? Like Big Rick. Um, okay, final thing. So the, I saw the pool the pool uh, trade. Um, I didn't get your take on it. Are you, I mean, I'm assuming you're okay with it, but, I mean, we're obviously going for it now with Chris Paul. You know, we can get his, uh, commercials from, uh, you know, with what, what State Farm, whatever he does. Um, I, I actually like the trade. I mean, obviously we're really, you know, mortgaging our future. I did hear you a little bit yesterday talk about keeping Kaminga was good. Um, but you think it was okay. I mean, you know, unfortunately Poole had a great rookie season, got us a championship, helped us get a championship, and last year just was a debacle in the, uh, in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. So we're obviously mortgage cashing here, and then are they going to – so the, number one, is that a good trade? Number two is, you know, keeping Draymond for three years. Is that what we're trying to do?
3: Well, I think they are trying to keep Draymond, and, and I'm indifferent whether he stays or, or goes. Um, you know, I'd like to see him go, but on the other hand, I do know that he was part of Four Rings and the Splash Brothers. You know, he, he needs the Warriors more than they need him. He's not going to do what he's going to do on any other team. Uh, but getting back to the trade, I'm all for it because uh, on paper it looks dumb. You have a, a guy in his early 20s who scores 20 points a game. He played every single game this year, so he's, right. he's no he, he's a a strong, healthy, reliable 20 point scorer. Um, but 140 million dollars for a guy who was completely out of control in the playoffs, only averaged 10 points. You know, uh, he would just run downhill and throw the ball away. And to think that that contract was about to kick in. Now, I love getting out of that contract. I, I don't really know how Chris Paul fits in outside right. of just an amazing backup. I mean, he says he's going to start, which would mean that Clay would be Clay the would, small yeah, forward, yeah. and then Andrew Wiggins yeah. would be the power forward, and then there's Looney at center, and then there's no Draymond. So um, Steve Kerr will figure. I'm okay
10: with that. But I'm okay with like they mix those guys in. I mean, they'll, they'll Kerr's a lot smarter. I forgot more basketball I'm ever going to know. So I'm I'm okay with that. Um you know, yeah, no, that's, uh, and, and Kerr's father, obviously, there's that new series on um, Netflix about the assassination of Kerr's father. Oh, I didn't know that. It's, it's inclu- well, it's included in, the you know, kind of the guys that were running Lebanon in the early uh, 80s. But anyway, that's all we have So, here. All right, so that's, okay, that makes total sense. Um, final two points. Number one, are you, how many times are you going to say no runs, no drips, no errors to Johnny Bench? And number two, Cal's best home game this year is going to be against Auburn <laughs> September 9th at Berkeley. So there you go, man. <laughs>
3: First of all, I did not know Auburn was coming to Berkeley. That makes me want to go to that game. Uh, I complete. I've had Johnny Bench on the show before. I have not brought up the, the commercial, but uh, that's not... that was
10: a fanta- fantastic, fantastic, and then you know he used to do the the baseball bunch again. Guys, our generation used to watch that Saturday mornings. They don't have the, those shows. Are there's like a hundred shows like that now on MLB and all these other things. But back then, you know that was great. You know, always and Johnny Bench. Hey, man, he's the guy that struck out when. Uh, who threw it, was it, what, Raleigh Fingers threw the, when, when, oh, God, man, I'm totally screwing this up, but when uh, the A's guy, you know, stepped out, he was going to have, in the 72 series, he stepped out like he was going to, you know, ball four, and then jump back in, I think it was Raleigh Fingers through the strike three, right? Was that Raleigh Fingers? I know Raleigh
3: Fingers was on the bump for Von Joshua, comebacker to end the Dodgers World Series. Right. Right. No,
10: seventy-two. No, no. The famous one where they. Where yeah. They no. I know, I know. I know what you're it.
3: saying. And, and by the way, I am. I don't. I never liked that. I was kind of. That's like when Joe Montana pretended to kneel and then he took the snap right. and no, threw a it. touchdown. I
10: get it. But it's our. But it's our guys. And, you know, so that's <laughs> it's our guys. It. So it's okay. Right, Rick, I've, already taken, I've already blown yours. Well, already, just give me uh, one uh, more. Russia's
3: give me well. one more highlight. Right. Uh, I've never been to Belfast. What's that? I mean, not sorry. I've never been to Dublin. What What's Dublin like?
10: I mean, just the the nightlife is tremendous. I mean, there's – so there's, you know, it's obviously, you know, the 1916 um, – oh, man, the uprising 1916. So the Irish tried to take advantage of the British being in World War One. They tr- talked to the Germans about giving them a bunch of weapons. They were going to overthrow the British government. The German uh, boat, they, you know, got caught with all the weapons. So, you know, the the turnout didn't turn out as much. It basically lasted a week, and then they all, you know, they shot half the guys um, – Michael Collins is a great movie, kind of talks a little about that, but that was great. Uh, well, not great for the Irish, but the Irish get, get the Republic, you know, six years later.
3: <laughs> no, um, I know, I'm, ta- I'm talking about, tremendous. oh, okay, I, I just the heard... The nightlife is tremendous. No, 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 no. I heard, I heard, the I heard trem- there are brutal fights on the streets, and every it's the biggest city in the world because every day it's Dublin.
10: <laughs> it's, it's actually not as great as other parts of the Emerald Isle, but I would say the nightlife is up there with uh, New Orleans... Up there with Miami. I mean, that it's it's pretty intense, man. The Temple Bar it's pretty intense, man. I, I would only imagine being there on Saint Patrick's Day, which would be great, because they don't have like a fourth of July holiday. Their July you know, um their July twelfth is where in Belfast where the, the Protestants beat the Catholics, so it's a big because they you know, it's kinda you know, the Protestants marched to the Catholic part town. Went and saw a bunch there's still a bunch, you know, they they the ninety eight accords in um uh, what do you call it? The 98th, uh, Good Friday Accords stopped the Troubles in Northern Ireland, but they're still, 25 years later, the Catholics and Protestants still, there's, there's an uneasy truce between all of them. And there's big, there's big it's, it's almost kind of scary, man. There's big walls between the Protestants and Catholics in Belfast. But other than that, Belfast is a great city, man. They have a good nightlife, too, but Dublin, their nightlife, I'd put it up there with, uh, maybe not Vegas, but, uh, and I hate Vegas, obviously, because of the Raiders, but, uh, and stealing our A's, but, you know, New Orleans, you know, Los Angeles, Where pick your nightlife town where you want to go, Jamaica, wherever. I mean, Dublin's right up there, man. Tremendous amount of bars, great live music, great place to go, man.
3: All right, thanks for yeah, the call, Chris. I appreciate it. That's Chris great. getting it's us started. Thanks. Thank you, yep. Chris thanks. in Oakland. Come on back on Sports SportsPilot.
1: Tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. Hey, airline travelers. Let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647.
4: Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's home ownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty. We've already done the research and have access to 25,000 technicians that can be at your home quickly. We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States. There's a good chance your neighbors work with us. Call us right now before the next breakdown. We'll tell you everything that's covered in your home and give you the first month free with our ironclad 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and learn how to get your free month. 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027.
1: 392 7027 That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details
7: You must be crazy. Use a DOG. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened.
3: Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. We've got the MLB draft. And uh, well, I should say the, the June amateur draft um, coming up here in uh, July. But uh, tonight, we're going to have the uh, first round of the NHL draft. And I'm, as a Sharks fan, you know, the Sharks for many years were, and by the way, coming up in the next segment, Johnny Bench, but the Sharks for many years were playoff bound. And I mean a lot of years they were in the playoffs, better part of a decade. And they, you know, sometimes had to rob Peter to pay Paul with some of these choices that they made and they had to overpay a couple guys here and there but when you go on a run like that sometimes you have to just do a reset and the sharks have been doing that the last couple years um with uh being just pathetic and um i don't i'm not mad At the Sharks, because I understand sports enough to know that you just can't sustain that forever unless you're really, really lucky. And they probably sustained it longer than we even thought they were going to do it. But with that being said, the quickest way to rebuild, well, the quickest way to to rebuild is to sign every top free agent. But there is a salary cap in the NHL. You might remember the lockout. There is a salary cap, <clears throat> something the union said they would never agree to, and they did. And so now we're in a situation that um, you've, got, um, you've got the Sharks with a uh, – <laughs> the Sharks are in a situation now where they uh, will have to draft young players and then wait for them. And that's just the way it is in the NHL. Like you're going to draft somebody and no one is just going to step right in. The only time that ever works is the NFL and sometimes in the NBA, you know, the NBA, once you get past, I don't know, fourth, fifth, sixth pick, you're talking about a young guy. I mean, you're talking about an 18 year old, 19 year old with one year of college coming off of the bench, Johnny bench. Yeah, that's right. Um, by the way, the great Johnny Bench joins me on my show again today at 9.40 a.m. So I just put out the wrong time and I got to change it. Okay. Um, anyway, um, that'll be the next segment. The fact of the matter is, is that it's weird in hockey that you'll draft a guy and then he'll go to college. Or he'll go back to college. And with the Sharks at four, they're going to get one of three players. Connor Bedard... Who is the next, maybe uh, Connor McDavid, and I'll I got more on McDavid in a little bit, but Connor Bedard is the guy. He's a generational talent. Blah 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 blah. And the Chicago Blackhawks, as they say goodbye to the Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane era, he will step in, and he's the full package. The Anaheim Ducks then will take Adam Fantilli, Fantilli Lace, and a pretty face. There is uh no reason to rush him. They could. They're saying that maybe he won't go back to Michigan. But then you get the next three, one of which the Sharks will get. Now Columbus Blue Jackets pick third. And they have a pretty good blue line. And so that's why a lot of people think they won't add the six foot three Swede Center. Leo Carlson, who is a blue liner slash center. He's from Orobro in Sweden. Then the Sharks pick fourth, and the Habs, Les habitants, the Montreal Canadiens pick fifth. The other two players there will be Will Smith punching Chris Rock on stage. More of a slap. He is uh, from the United States, and he was part of their national development team at the under-18s. He's a fantastic playmaker. He was amazing in the world championships for the under 18s. But they're saying they're going to let whoever drafts him is going to let him go to Boston College for two years. Whew. And then you get Matvei Michkov, And based on talent alone, he would be in the top three, but he can't come to North America until the 2026 20, 2027 20, season. And this is a guy who scored 70 goals. He's a little guy, but uh, he will be in America tonight for the draft. He'll be doing personal interviews, and then he'll go back to Soviet Union. Rick, they don't have Soviet Union. All right, But he plays for Sochi in the KHL. That's the Continental Hockey League. So the way I look at it is if you want someone to contribute right now, you would probably get Carlson and see if he makes the team. That's what happened last year with Ekman with the Sharks. They drafted a Swede and then let him – he made the team. He wasn't ready. He went to the Barracuda and the AHL and came back. By the way, the Sharks will have the AHL All-Star game this year on February 4th, the day after the regular All-Star game, February 3rd. Um, but, yeah, if you draft Michkoff, who to me is the most exciting prospect – But I also love what Will Smith can do as a center, and the fact that he's American is also very attractive. So I think Meechkoff is the most exciting, then Smith, then Carlson for me. Um, And when you're a team like the Sharks that stink, you're not going to draft anyone who's just going to step right in. So the whole thing about, oh, we're not going to get Meechkoff for three years. Well, if you let Will Smith go to B.C. for two years— then you're not going to get him either. But can you imagine that? I mean, what a weird sport. You are a first-round, you're a top-five pick, and then you're going to go to college for two years? Isn't that weird? All the time I get these emails from the Sharks, being a member of the media and credentialed uh, broadcaster, um, I get these emails all the time saying, the Sharks have signed Vladimir vlachklaklov And I'm like, oh, they've signed Vladimir Vlachlikov? Who's this guy? And they'll be like, he was the Sharks' fifth-round pick three years ago. Well, he was already on the Sharks, wasn't he? Well, yeah, but he wasn't signed yet. I don't know how it works sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess that's true. If you draft a guy and he goes to Boston College, he's not signed because then he'd be a professional, right? The question is, is, what is he getting paid while he's at Boston College? Nothing? So, yes, I don't know how it works. Now, if the Sharks really want to throw a monkey wrench into things, then there are a couple other names. Alex sandin Palika. he is with the uh, Finnish national team, and he's supposed to be a very elite puck-moving blue liner There's also a center named Zach Benson out of Winnipeg, and uh, he's another uh, full-talented center. And then I think if the Sharks do go nuts, it would be David Reinbacher. He's the guy from Austria. He's a blue liner as well, and he's supposed to be the real backbone uh, of a, a team potentially. And the thing about Reinbacher that's exciting is they say he can go to the AHL next year. So in other words, you don't have to wait forever for him. But I don't think Mike Greer is that dumb. If you really are going to pass on Carlson, Smith, or Meechkov, then you trade down. Because somebody will give you a lot to get one of those three guys. Um, you might say, well, why, are you, why is the Swede your third favorite? It's just we've drafted a lot of Swedes, and I know the Sharks need help on the blue line. I do. But the Sharks also need how to figure out to score some goals. And they did make the trade yesterday for Blackwood, the uh, goalie for a six-round pick. I thought that was a good move. He has a chance to start as well. Um, but, you know, as I said, it's just like anything. When the A's drafted Sonny Gray... He was on this show and we talked about, Hey, we'll see you in a few years. And two years later, he got called up to be uh, a relief pitcher at Pittsburgh on a road game. And this was a guy who was an all American. He was on team USA. He was the Friday night starter starter for Vanderbilt. He was the guy. And yet it still took him a few years. You got to get used to the grind. You got to get professional coaching and all that as well. So, I remember a lot of guys uh, over the years get excited. They pull on the sharks sweater, and then you just got to sit back and and uh, wait for them uh, as well. But the sharks are going to get one of three very good players tonight. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back with Johnny Bench on the other side, right here on Sports Byline. <music>
12: My name is Tierra, and a little thing that I love about the Chick-fil-A Spicy Chicken Biscuit is that it has the perfect amount of spice to jumpstart my day. Whoever thought of it, thank you so much.
8: Hi, my name is Robert, and a little thing I love about Chick-fil-A Spicy Chicken Biscuit is the biscuit. It reminds me of my grandma's homemade biscuit. It's always buttery and savory. Then you add the spices, instant classic.
12: Order the Spicy Chicken Biscuit on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials.
1: That's 800-788-1495.
14: If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter,
7: thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning.
3: I think a lot of dumb stuff. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. And uh, our guests are being prepared as I speak, but uh, the number to call uh, is one 800 878 play. And uh, we have them. Once again, it is uh, my pleasure to welcome back to the show Johnny Bench, the first ballot Hall of Famer, 14-time All-Star, two rings, and arguably the greatest catcher of all time. And we're also quite happy to be joined by Dr. Maritza Perez as well. We're here to talk about Get Real About Skin Cancer. Johnny, welcome back to the show. And the first time you heard... You had a carcinoma. Did I mean for a lot of us be like, "Geez, what is it? What do I do? How was it for you?"
16: It was scary, Rick. I mean, I, I, I mean, you, and what's the c word? You know, it's a basal cell carcinoma. Well, I mean, uh, what do you do? What? How bad is it? Uh, you know, I'm just doing a test because uh, I got blisters on my eyelid, and he said you need to see a, you know, dermatologist. I go see him. He does a biopsy. And then, uh, as I was assured, it is very curable, and if we find it in time. So I've since that time, in 2012, when I had both uh, both of the uh, carcino- bis- basal cell carcinomas under my eyelids removed, I've seen my dermatologist two to three times a year. I've had two more episodes, and as Dr. Uh, Perez will tell you, that if it detected early, almost all basal cell carcinoma and squamous. Uh, can- cutaneous squamous cell carcinoma are both heal, healable or curable and so uh but i don't want to hear cancer i don't i just don't want to hear it but here i was listening to it and since that time i found out that things all curable so i'm doing my prevention
3: yeah no no one wants to hear that and dr perez there's been an interesting time in the last few years when it comes to uh Sunblock. People now say, "Oh, now the sunblock is bad for you, and you need your vitamin D." And I mean, what is it with the pushback on that?
17: Well, uh, it's it's reasonable that we all need uh, vitamin D uh, because it comes from the transformation of uh, the vitamin D that is in the skin that gets uh, metabolized and then gets metabolized again in the kidney. However, there is sources of vitamin D orally by mouth. And so, therefore, oral supplementation is perfectly fine. I would not prefer for a patient of mine to develop non-melanoma skin cancer uh, because of excessive sun exposure as the excuse to get vitamin D. So I think that uh, if you think about it, what is more at risk, is more at risk that you get a, a skin cancer and because the vitamin D you can supplement orally.
3: It's very interesting. And, and Johnny, just on the baseball side of things, with the pitch clock now and the electronic communication with the pitcher and now the bases are bigger and the, so there's more steals. Do you do, do you like the changes? We cut a half hour out of the games, or uh, do you think baseball was fine? They should have left it like it was.
16: Oh, Rick, I get back to the old folks home a lot earlier now because I got 30 <laughs> minutes less. of the game. You know, it's like I love the pitch count. I really do. I love the pitch clock. I think it's so much of people standing around and watching. You know, but, you know, they do more stuff on the bases. If they'd cut down their routines on the bases, every time they get a base hit, they're going, you know, and do ding and signs and everything else. Looks like, uh, <clears throat> you know, they're communicating across that instead of the smoke signals. I, I love it. I have the <laughs> stolen bases. No, I don't like so much and everything else. Uh, you know, people are doing a little bit more liberties and everything else, and part of it's the pitch count. But, uh, no, I think it's great. I think the I think the game is fun, and you know there's uh, there's a lot to be said for it
3: and you know it's it's when johnny when you came up you're 20 years old you're the rookie of the year first time a catcher had ever done that you, you get a gold glove no rookie had ever got a gold glove did you think this is easy or did you think man i got to keep working <laughs> i got to keep working hard or i'm i'm out of here
16: you know i never thought about it. i mean i'm always had i was always surrounded by such great players i they made me comfortable i felt like i belonged and so, uh, I didn't until, you know, 1971 when I had the really off year that, uh, I never really even thought about it, except I went from the most valuable player to most disappointing player, and then back the next year, to the most valuable player. So, uh, you know, you know how it is, you know, sometimes Rick, it just comes easy. Next thing you know, it's the hardest thing you've ever done in your life.
3: Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. We're speaking with Johnny Bench and Dr. Maritza Perez and, uh, Dr. Perez, um, People might say, well, you know, skin cancer runs in my family, and then conversely you might have people saying, well, my family doesn't get skin cancer. Who is at risk, and are people more prone than others?
17: Well, if you read the literature, the people that are going to be more prone are the light skin, light hair, light eyes uh, people that live near the equator because the sun is, is the one that induces the mutations in the DNA, and the sun is the one that induces the Uh, development of uh, non-melanoma skin cancer. Uh, And so the incidence will be a lot higher in lighter skin people. However, if we look at the uh, outcome in uh, people of color, we can see that they have a worse outcome because they develop their uh, cutaneous uh, squamous cell carcinomas in areas that are protected from the sun, in areas of chronic scarring, inflammation, under the nails, in between the toes, Uh, and and in the genitalia. And therefore, because they think that they are not prone or they feel that they're immune to development of skin cancer, they don't bring to to the attention of their dermatologist what is happening in their skin. So it is important to be inclusive and recommend to everyone to please uh, go visit your um, board-certified dermatologist for a skin check annually.
3: I remember, Johnny, in the 70s, my dad would always have these things burned off his arms and his face, and he'd come home with this big burn mark, and I'm like, what was that? And it's like, ah, the dermatologist said it had to go. Do they still burn the stuff off, or where are we with medicine these days?
16: Well, that's interesting, and Dr. Perez is going to answer that, because I know I see I see the spots
17: and the and eye, they, and they freeze it, I
16: guess.
9: Mm. Well,
17: tell well, him. Those are called precancerous lesions. The precancerous lesions that are treated either with liquid nitrogen, what you're referring to that as a burn, uh, they are also treated nowadays with topical creams as well. But the same mutations that you have in the precancerous lesions are the mutations that you're going to see in the full-blown n- non-melanoma skin cancers. So therefore, they need to be treated so that they m- might have less potential for transforming because accumulated mutations induced by the sun is what is going to turn something... From precancers to cancers.
3: I have to ask you too, before I know you guys got to go. But uh, Johnny, I'm a, a Oakland guy. The first w- World Series I remember was the one you guys played against the A's. They won three straight. Then the Big Red Machine won a couple. What do you think about the the owner tearing that team to the ground, basically trying to lose to get to Las Vegas? I mean, is it to me, it's it's poisoning the game?
16: Well, if you remember, I've been. I mean, how many years, Rick, have they been trying to get their club out of Oakland? When were they supposed to build a stadium? You know, I remember when Wayne Izinga bought, bought the uh, Miami uh, Marlins, and he said, hey, I'll bring you a, a world championship, and he did. Mm-hmm. And, but nobody came to the ballpark, so he sold everybody the next year just to figure out he said he's in business to make money. It's not just for the community. I mean, I've heard this community stuff so often, and the fact is that, you know, they haven't, they haven't arranged for anything. They haven't, when's a, how many years have we been talking about the new stadium? It's been since I played there in the World
9: Series
3: in 72. <laughs> all right, Dr. Yeah, now I hear what you're saying. Dr. Perez, where can we go online for more information?
17: Actually, you can go to letsgetrealaboutskincancer.com and there you will find all the information about the non-melanoma skin cancers, how the treatment, where the treatments are available, your local dermatologist, board certified dermatologist. And uh, you will learn about how to prevent, treat, and uh, keep yourself healthy. Thank you, Rick.
3: Yes, very We're good. Stuff. Real, yes, John.
9: I appreciate you very
16: much. Thanks for being a part of this.
3: Yes, Johnny Bench, the great Johnny Bench. Thank you so much, and Dr. Maritza Perez. Very important uh, topic to get to as well. And uh, I mean, Johnny Bench, where do you where do you even start with the guy? I mean, I as I said, you know, the youngest ever. Or the first ever rookie to be, the uh, first ever catcher to be rookie of the year, the first ever rookie to get a Gold Glove at catcher, and this was at a in the seventies. It was very stodgy, you know. You had to be, <laughs> you had to pay your dues. They weren't going to give you anything back then. But he also led the National League in home runs twice. The number five is retired. Any Reds fan sees number five, and they know that that's Johnny Bench. But, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've been talking to a lot of ballplayers about the A's leaving, and most of them have no sympathy. It's it's mostly the celebs that I've talked to that say, oh, man, are you kidding me? But even Mark Mulder, I had him. Uh, we talked to Derek Lowe recently and Johnny Bench. and You know, look, it, uh, if you're not from Oakland, wouldn't you want to see them go to a new stadium in Vegas? I totally get it. I really do totally get it. When they built it, they called it the Oakland mausoleum. You know, even the A's and the Charlie Finley days uh, said that, but it, it once thing, it goes back to want and need. And I remember I said this on extra sports, Eight Sixty, and I was told the president of the ACE at that time, Mr. Mike Crowley drove his car off the road. When I said it, it's the difference between wanting and needing. I, would love a new car, bright, shiny new car, and have the taxpayers of of <laughs> of Oakland give it to me. But I don't need a new car. Is my car old? Yeah. Is it pretty? Not really. But the, the whole thing, I remember, I remember Peter Gammons when he was getting senile. And I knew he was getting senile when he said, when Dallas Braden got hurt, That's when the season ended for the A's. I'm like, oh, the guy who's two and nine with a six and a half ERA, have you are you paying attention at all? But when Peter Gowman said they just can't win in that building, and then Bob Melvin took him to the playoffs three years in a row. You know, it's just if you keep hearing the same thing over and over and over again, and you have no connection to it, I totally get it. Like for me, when they said, look, the old Yankee stadium's got to go. We need a new one. I I was not someone who'd be like, there's nothing wrong with the old Yankee stadium. What are you talking about? When Bush stadium, now we got to build new Bush. But then you get into the theater of the absurd. Uh, Turner field was 20 years old. It had to go. The ballpark at Arlington was 20 years old. It had to go. That's just, I don't need to be an expert on those stadia to tell you they did not have to go unless they were about to collapse. (laughs) Rats have eaten away at all the moorings and crofts underneath, and it's going to fall and all the load-bearing support beams, and the architecture was done wrong. No. Um, But, yeah, if you're Johnny Bench and all you hear for 20 years is, we want to move to San Jose, you can't. Well, we want to move to Victory Court, you can't. All right, we want to move to the Peralta Park District, no, we can't. Well, maybe Fremont. Look, Bud Selig says Fremont. No, you can't. That's all people have been hearing across this country for 20 years. So they probably think, good, they finally figured it out. Get the hell out. And then you have the Warriors leaving and, of course, the Raiders leaving. And you think, looks like it's a good call. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back I'm Byline.
1: 800-754-4531.
7: Tittle always goes commando.
3: All right. I mentioned Connor McDavid. He, the other night when Eric Carlson got his well deserved Norris, the Hart Trophy, the MVP, it was going to be unanimous for Connor McDavid, right? Well, there were 196 voters. McDavid got 195 first place votes and one fifth. One fifth. And we found out who it was. It was a guy named Seth Rorabaugh of the Pittsburgh uh, Tribune Review. Now, last year, Austin Matthews, who won the trophy, was left off his ballot entirely. So a guy who deserved to be the unanimous, I mean, talk about unanimous, 153 points, We have not seen that many in 30 years. It was Super Mario with 160. He led the NHL with 64 goals, the most in 15 years since Ovechkin scored 65. No one came close to him, and he had him fifth. And as I said, Matthews wasn't even on the list last year. So Seth Rorobar is some sort of bitter contrarian, and he should have his vote taken away. Rick, I can vote for her, but he doesn't understand hockey, or even worse, he does understand hockey, and he's just being an a-hole is what it is. Fifth. (laughs) All right, I'm Rick Tittle. we got another two hours. Come on back on Sports Barland.
9: Flying, flying
19: From the outside USA News, I'm Richard Johnson. Big parts of the USA are dangerous places to be thanks to heat, smoke, wildfires and everyone just trying to cope. I will not be leaving my house unless I absolutely have to. I mean, it's 100 degrees is unbearable. That man in Texas may be getting the best of it, as heat indexes of near 125 are expected around New Orleans. The reason? A persistent heat dome that sent temperatures soaring into the triple digits, breaking records and creating life-threatening conditions for those working outside. They're giving away masks in New York City to help people cope with another round of thick smoke coming from wildfires in Canada to the West, Southern California's inland empires, home to a couple of fires that have forced people from their homes. And in the sky... The demand, as you know, as anyone that's traveling knows, is, is off the chains. Delta Airlines CEO Ed Bastian ahead of what's expected to be the busiest holiday weekend for air travel in years. NBC correspondent Maggie Vespas feeling the pain at New York's LaGuardia Airport. It's chaos down here. One woman behind me in line told me she's been told to be prepared to be stuck here until Saturday. Everybody is so stressed out. People are yelling, people are mad. FlightAware counts at least 2,700 canceled or delayed flights around the USA. The former Marine accused of choking a man to death on a New York City subway has pleaded not guilty. Daniel Penny was arraigned today in the death of Jordan Neely. Penny has said he was just trying to protect himself and other subway riders. Actor Kevin Spacey was in a London court today ahead of his trial on four sexual assault charges involving four men over a dozen years. Spacey's already pleaded not guilty. A great idea or a crime against nature? You may soon get to decide what you think about a new catch Produced by Pepsi-Cola, the soda-infused condiments getting test runs at several big league ballparks around the USA. This is USA News.
12: At Total Wine & More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines, including Cabernet, Sparkling, Pinot Noir, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine & More to find yours. Find what you love, love what you find, at the lowest price, only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21.
19: How are you feeling about COVID these days? A new poll has come up with a snapshot of our attitudes. Nearly two-thirds of Americans believe the worst of the pandemic is over. But a new Gallup survey finds only 43% say their lives are back to normal. 56% do not. In fact, more than 40% of those polled say normalcy will never return. The poll shows a seven-point drop in concerns over contracting COVID, with just 18% of Americans now fearing they, too, could get the disease. I'm Rory O'Neill. Authorities in Rome are looking for a man who carved up the Roman Coliseum and did it as another tourist was taking video. Ryan Louise says it was tough to watch. I'm just flabbergasted. It's like, really,
3: seriously? <laughs> You're really doing this? And he turns and gives me this smile that says I have no shame at all. And that was just dumbfounding as well. So I turned around, and next thing I had to do was find somebody to to report him.
19: Luis says the man used keys to carve Ryan and Haley 23 into the Coliseum's ancient stone. Italy's culture minister wrote on Twitter, it's very serious, unworthy, and a sign of great incivility. NASCAR legend Jimmy Johnson has withdrawn from this week's race in Chicago after the murder-suicide involving his wife's parents and a nephew. It happened in Muskogee, Oklahoma. Johnson's mother-in-law, who died, is the suspect in the death of her husband, a grandson, and then herself. I'm Richard Johnson, USA News.
3: Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to this show. 1 800 878 play. 1 800 878 7529. We'll get in, we'll get heard. Whoop, 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 whoop. All that good stuff. By the way, the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame inductees have been announced. Henrik Lundqvist, who said that uh, the Vax ruined his career, he did have 12 great years with the Rangers, one of the best of all time. And a couple other of uh, goalies, Tom Barrasso and Mike Vernon. We used to have this promo we would show in 1990 on Sports Channel. would be like, save made by Vernon. He's with the Calgary Flames. He scored from his own net one time. But uh, also Pierre Turgeon and Caroline Ouellette. You gotta love that name, Caroline Ouellette. Jean <inaudible> les yeux, les yeux, les yeux. Also Ken Hitchcock. You might remember him, big old fat guy, but a big shock of white hair. And Pierre Lacroix, Peter the Cross, will also be inducted as builders. But Lundqvist won the Vezina, five-time All-Star, sixth all-time in wins. Uh, actually, you know his sister who lives out here. Never won a Stanley Cup. That's not his fault. A career 2.30 GAA, goals against average. Barrasso won the Vezina as a rookie with the Sabes. Then went to the Pens. As I said, Vernon not only powered the Flames to their first Stanley Cup in 89, he was also the Stanley Cup winner with the Wings as well. Um, Turgeon, 19 years in the league, great goal scorer. Caroline willette Canadian national team, 30 points in 20 Olympic games. Hitchcock, fourth all-time in wins. Dallas, New Jersey, I don't know, a bunch of other teams. And LeCroix, he was the GM of the Nords and the Lanch, same franchise, and uh, built two champions there as well. He, unfortunately, will be inducted posthumously as he died a couple years ago. That's the NHL Hall of Fame for 2023. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. we got two more hours. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something.
0: Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that?
6: card upside users have already earned over 200 million dollars now it's your turn download the free upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas use promo code gas11 for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's code gas11 use code gas11 for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill up cash back's not available in gas in new jersey and wisconsin
0: remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family you never imagined it would come to this
3: Check me out and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's great to welcome back to the show Nick Benson, the CEO of Major League Rugby. We got the upcoming conference finals and um, Nick, welcome back to the show. And I think about how this league has uh, a grown um, wildfire, hotcakes, whatever uh, you know. <laughs> example do you want to use. Are you surprised at how popular it's been?
20: Hey Rick. First, first of all, thanks for having me. I mean, no, we're not surprised. We we knew from the beginning that if we could just uh, put the sport in front of um, in front of the American public and let them see for themselves how great it is, how fast paced it is, how intimate it is, and the community and the values around it, we knew that we'd we knew that we'd grow. and we knew that we knew that we get buy in really fast.
3: Well, the conference finals will begin on Saturday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern between the Old Glory D.C. and the New England Free Jacks. This will be on Fox Sports 1, and it'll be in Quincy, as they say, not Quincy, Quincy, (laughs) Mass. And uh, tell us a little bit more about this uh, exciting matchup, Nick.
20: Yeah, so listen, it's uh, New England. The New England Free Jacks have had a great team for, for a lot of years. It's Old Glory D.C.'s first time into the... First time into the semi-final round. Um, It should be a really great game. I'll actually be there. Um, I'll be there in person. We're we're splitting the games up, so I'm excited to see that matchup. Um, You know, I think whoever comes out of that whoever comes out of that conference game is going to have a great shot a great shot at finals. Um, It'll be fast paced. It'll be good, sort of open, uh, dynamic rugby. It'll be great, fun to watch. And I think we're going to get a really good team come out of that game.
3: Now, I uh, when the Dallas Jackals came in. Uh, Last year, I mentioned that uh, they need fans, and maybe you guys should send me a hoodie, and you did, and so thanks for the hoodie, and I do wear it with pride. I just think about them playing. Their their stadium in Arlington is pretty massive, and uh, do you like it when a team plays in a huge, huge stadium, or would you like it more like a boutique type?
20: I think, you know, there's there's a different energy at, at different stadiums. I mean, I think for, for as big as a stadium is down in Dallas, when you're there in person, you get a good energy. Uh, you get a good energy at the game and the crowd gets engaged. I mean, I think, you know, if you look at, you know, the, the field up in Quincy, it's a little bit of a smaller stadium, so it's more of an intimate experience. Um, but you're closer up on the action, and it's just a different you know, It's a different kind of energy at a smaller stadium. But there's, there's pros and cons to both.
3: Now, like any league, as it starts out in the fledgling stages – You know, you have to, like, find your your rhythm. I know there was a guy that named teams after himself and drinks, and then (laughs) that's gone, thankfully. But you had a new team this year in Chicago, the Hounds as well. So what about just, you know, like anything when it's new, just sort of little speed bumps you get?
20: Yeah, listen, there's always speed bumps when you're growing a new sport. You know, we launched in 2018. We hit COVID in 2020, which... Yeah, I think you could call the speed bump for the sports industry as a whole. You know, but we've gotten through it. And the great thing is that if you look at us, um, you know, across the board, you know, our attendance is up year on year. Our, our TV viewership is up year on year, and that's really down to um, you know good and improving execution at the team level day to day. It's down to building these communities that we're building around our games, where it's about more than just the sport that's happening on the field. It's around it's around the game. It's around getting kids playing the game for the first time, introducing moms and dads and and and, and kids to touch rugby and, and flag rugby, and, and driving programs into schools, and, and really kind of being ambassadors for the sport as much as we're we're ambassadors for the league itself. And as the sport grows, I think we'll grow, um, and that's really a big part of our focus. Right? Is, is how do we just take the sport that you know we intuitively think is great and we think has a ton of potential and has a great set of underlying values that the American public can really dig into and lean into. Um, How do we take that and just make it, you know, put in front of more people?
3: The other thing is, too, you talk about growth. The Miami Sharks will officially be coming in as an expansion team next year. Tell us about that and also, two-part question, the rumors that maybe you'll go international and add a Mexican team too.
20: Uh, (laughs) So... Uh, yeah, so we're excited. You know, the last two teams that have come in. I don't want to undersell Chicago. That's that's been a great ownership group. They've done um, they've done a really good job. Um, you know, getting buy-in from their market. Uh, it's a great market for rugby. The Midwest was was a region that we really needed to grow into. So we're excited about them. We're excited to have our final in Chicago this year. We'll have a DJ Diesel. Uh, opening, we'll have a great show. We'll have, uh, the dropkick kick Murphy's closing show and, and we'll have community rugby and tailgates and, and all of that, um, sort of, um, hoopla around the game itself. So it's about, it's about more than the game. Uh, the group out of Miami is, is really exciting. Um, you know, they're, uh, they're a group of really savvy, um, really savvy businessmen from, from, from South America. Marcos Galperin, Alejandro McFarland and, uh, Connie uh, very, very savvy guys. Very, um, you know, very passionate about rugby. Very passionate about growing that market. So we're incredibly excited to see um, to see what they can do um, to see what they can do in that market. Uh, you know, as far as Mexico goes, um, we've had some conversations. Uh, probably shouldn't say too much more than that. But other than to say, it would be an incredibly exciting opportunity if if we're able to make it happen.
3: Now, talking about stars, and you think about rugby sevens being so fast and you know we always think about the all blacks first. Tell me a little bit, you know, I mentioned the Free Jacks. Uh Bodane Waka. Tell me about him.
20: He is, uh he's just an incredibly he's just an incredibly dynamic um he's an incredibly dynamic player. He's been um he's been a huge ad. For sort the of three Jacks over the last two uh, two years that he's been playing with them, um, and yeah, I think he'll be a huge difference maker. He'll be a huge difference maker in the game on on um, on Saturday this week.
3: Well, you think about um, some of these guys who you know I mentioned uh, Waka New Zealand, Brendan O'Connor, forward of the year last year, in New Zealand. Bill Meeks last year, he's Australian. What about Tavite Lopatai because there's an American right there as we're trying to grow our national team. Uh, what are the gold Eagles, right?
20: Yeah. So it's the Eagles. And, and I think, you know, um, you know, obviously the national team isn't in the world cup this year. And we've had a lot of conversations uh, over the last, you know, three um three to six months with the guy at USA rugby and, and their new head coach, uh, Scott Lawrence, who's a good friend of the league. And, about how do we, you know, how do we work together um, to create some of these pathways and make some of these pathways inside of the U.S. Um, more robust and create better links between the infrastructures that we're building uh, at the local team level uh, and and the U.S. national team infrastructure. And it's it, it's been um, it's been a long and productive conversation. But I think what you'll see over the next two to five years. Is you'll see more and more of these um, of these players coming up through sort of local high school and academy systems and through team academies and into the M L R and hopefully into the national team.
3: One more question uh, for you, and I know this is kind of taken out of context, but I remember in 1991 I was in Paris and they were showing the Rugby World Cup on TV, and the United States had a guy who was being taken off the field. And he was crying. I don't know what happened. But in that World Cup, the United States went 0 for 3. We gave up over 100 points. And then one of our guys cried on TV. How much better are we than then to now?
20: Well, (laughs) I think the the sport has changed changed a ton since 91. You know, uh, rugby was an amateur game until 1995. So there was no professional, uh, there was no professional rugby until 95. So the game has evolved, has evolved hugely. I, you know, I think in terms of, if you're looking at the game around the world, like it's evolved, the rules are are a little bit different. It's more fast paced, it's more dynamic. The level of, the level of fitness that you're seeing across the board is is much higher now that a lot of these uh, young, um, young men are training in full-time professional training environments unlike 91 when. A lot of those, a lot of those guys were, were doctors and and accountants who were playing rugby on Tuesday and Thursday night out of passion. Wow. Um, and I think the passion is still there, uh, but the game is the game has evolved a ton.
3: Yeah, no, it's good to have pros and it's good to have major league rugby. And we've been speaking with the CEO, Nick Benson, and as I mentioned on Saturday, July first, 5:30 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports One, you you'll see the Eastern Conference Final between Old Glory DC and the New England Free Jacks. Nick, congratulations on the success of the league and let's catch up down the road.
20: Sounds great. Thank you so much for having
3: me. All right. I'm Rick Tittle with Open Lines. The rest of the hour, 1 800 878 play. Come on back.
1: 800 It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647.
15: I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad.
7: I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating.
3: All right, whatever works, thank you for that. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show, what do we call him, media mogul, entrepreneur, he wears so many hats. It's Nico Sparks who got very close to obtaining the Ottawa Senators in the National Hockey League, which would have made uh, him the uh, – the first uh, part of black ownership in the National Hockey League. Nico, welcome to the show. One thing I really appreciate about what you did when you lost to the Anlauer group is you profusely wished them good luck and congratulated them. I mean, you really took the high road there when you could have been bitter. I guess that's really, in the end, the the smart and classy thing to do, right?
15: Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. You, You know, we wanted to send a message that, um, you know, it was our first time, you know, going for a, a team of that magnitude and, and new to the game. And, you know, we, we learned a lot. And, and, you know, Ann Lauer's been in the game, you know, for quite a time, former NHL uh, team owner, you know, et cetera. So, uh, y- you know, we did as well as I thought we could, you know, and, and we're up, you know, next for the next time around.
3: So many times in sports, guys will try to buy one team, they don't get it, and then they're on the list for the next team, and that's happened time and time again. So that was the right thing, obviously. But for you, you know, you're in L.A., and Ottawa couldn't be farther away. Uh, It is the capital. It is a team that's down on its luck and and is a sleeping giant in a lot of ways. Um, What was it about Ottawa? Was it just for the fact that, hey, they're for sale and I want in, or there was something about the Sens that really spoke to you?
15: Yeah, you you know, we had a pre-existing relationship, uh, you know, with the SINs. We were working on some uh, fan engagement, some technology, um, you you know, to drive, uh, you know, the experience of of, of being or viewing or participating in in the game. So we kind of had an inside track. And, you know, when you're on the inside, you have that ability to see, oh, this could be different, this could be different, this can be different. And and, and the more we engage with that, the more you know, the more we entertain the thought, the the idea of actually going for and purchasing the team. You know, looking at a, a sports asset is something that we always look to do, but this just kind of facilitated the the process and uh, and and I have staff in Ottawa, family in Ottawa, so I'm there quite a bit.
3: Mm. Well, I think about your company with Pixel Lime and and, uh, what you do in the tech field. And I know that you produce and direct uh, TV and films as well. Where are we with VR being a fan? In other words, you know, uh, having a camera set up, I don't know, like at the press table and then selling tickets to an NBA game where it sort of feels like you're sitting (laughs) courtside. But you're, you know, NHL, too, but you're just looking through VR headsets. Are we closer to that?
15: You know, I, I I think with Apple coming out with its recent, you know, VR uh, headset, I think that that signals a lot in in terms of where we're going in the in the near future. The technology seems to have caught up. Um, you, you know, as long as the viewing experience is comfortable and and um, the the fans engagement, I think uh, engage it. I I think we're right there, right? And it's it's kind of the next level in and being able to view a sport. So we work on that type of technology and and test it, and, and I'm very excited about where that's going.
3: I know you're an A.I. guy and we've seen a lot of like scary articles lately of people, you know, predicting doom that, you know, artificial intelligence will figure out that, you know, people are killing the earth. We need to be eliminated. Um, It seems a bit dramatic, but how scary is A.I. the way that someone like you who's, you know, got your uh, forks in the fire for this?
15: You know, A.I. is concerning. Um, you know, at a set uh, at a certain level, but it it's like anything else that uh, we as uh, as humans create. You know, if we're able to contain it and 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 keep it in the right hands, which I think is the most difficult part, I think AI is going to be a very useful tool in in, in terms of you know uh, equalizing the 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 field between uh, those that lack resources and those that have those resources. Right? There's going to be a lot more. Um, there's going to be a lot more access to technology, you know, to better humankind. At that same time, you know, if it's not legislated, if we just let it go, if it becomes sentient or any of those things, then, yeah, it can, you know, some of the doomsday scenarios, they might play out, you know. It's hard to say at this juncture.
3: Well, it's just, listen, the the, the Internet is, is filled with uh, sensational stories. There's one where a, a Russian robot escaped a lab and ran down the road until it ran out of batteries. There was another AI judge at a beauty contest, and the AI turned racist. There was another one with you know, a, a Chinese robot going out and hurting everyone. To me, it's more like, what is a self-driving car going to do? And, and I don't know why we need a self-driving car, but what are some of the things that are more realistic with AI and AR? Because I know you're with augmented reality as well.
15: Right. For, for us, I, I think the biggest thing with AI is the uh, ability to uh, equate the educational Standards across various segments or populaces of of the world, right? I think AI is going to enhance, you know, that, you know, in terms of, you know, just educating the 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 populace of the world, and that's what you know we find exciting. We also like it, you know, the ability to story tell and and to really focus on um, information that people need and that people use to grow from a, a, a personal um, perspective. So our kind of our focus on AI is, is a little different, but at the same time, we do have the same aspects of other AI technologies where it's self-learning, where the whole idea is it to get to know you and then not necessarily um, manipulate your thought process, but assist you in, in terms of your end goals.
3: And also, um, we're on the American Forces Radio Network, and I think a lot of people, you know, they think, uh, you know, I'm in the Army or the Navy, and I'm missing out on all this time to be a businessman. And I always think it's a great story when you see veterans like yourself being able to take everything and all the savvy and all the, the knowledge that you learned and then put it into the business world. I think it's a great commercial for the Army.
15: I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think, you know, from dedication to persistence to, um, you know, being able to, you know, set certain tasks or goals and achieve them all came from, you know, my training in, in the military, right? I attribute, uh, you know, quite a bit of my success to that. And, and you know, for the, the individuals that are, you know, are, are in the armed forces now, you know, that's a great stepping stone you know, to success, whether you're in the military or you decide to come out and, you know, you know, go down that entrepreneurial path yourselves.
3: And then finally, speaking of Forks on the Fire, I'm sure you have a movie or a series or something either in the can or in post right now. Can you tell us what's next for you?
15: We we do. We've got a couple of uh, exciting uh, projects right now. Unfortunately, there is a strike. You know that mm. uh, we are fully supporting in 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 Hollywood with the writers, and we're not sure what the actors are are, are going to do. But uh, we just had a film that uh, had a theatrical release that we work with Byron Allen on uh, called Freedom's Path. And, you know, it's uh, it was a Civil uh, War era piece about you know two individuals that you know at the end of the day they shouldn't have been. Uh, friends, but they they learned to look past you know the war and society and you know uh racial uh, identity and become friends, so you know that was just at the theaters and it had, it had become to um, to you know the the subscription networks and and then we have um, we have a couple more films that hopefully will stay on on course and and uh, get released later part of this year.
3: That's Nico Sparks, a fascinating guy. And by the way, by the way, Nico, if you want to like go ahead and overwhelm Oakland A's owner John Fisher with a bid and buy that team and keep them in Oakland, I will bow down.
11: <laughs> Absolutely love it, love it.
3: All right, good stuff from Nico Sparks, everybody. Um, yeah, I'm always interested uh, in the the ability of our veterans to take what they know. And then become, I mean, the guy's a millionaire. And I think a lot of times, and let's just be honest, a lot of times people will say, "Yeah, the guy, you know, he's in the army. So, you know, he probably had nothing else going for him. Oh yeah? Oh yeah? Look at him, Nico Sparks. Don't count our vets short. They're the ones that show up. They're the ones that have the discipline. They're the ones that have the savvy. They're the ones that get stuff done. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back.
7: do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life are you thinking about it what if we can promise you the same results for less than three dollars a pill if you're paying twenty dollars a pill for the other pills you're getting taken to the cleaners Now,
1: paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800 965 1295. 800 965 1295. 800 965 1295. That's 800 965 1295. Switch to Boost Mobile and get the ultra smooth, ultra powerful iPhone 11 for $49.99.
17: He didn't start up.
4: See every angle with dual cameras.
17: Make it a double.
4: All on America's largest 5G networks.
17: Large and in charge, baby.
4: Get with the power of Boost and get the iPhone 11 for 49.99.
12: That's half a Benjamin.
4: Boost Mobile.
12: Unleash your power.
4: ID verification required. New customers only at one per line. Additional restrictions apply. See boostmobile.com for details.
10: You can't be serious,
9: man. You cannot be serious.
7: Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion.
3: Hey, thanks for that and welcome back to the show. <clears throat> we got open lines 1-800-878-play. Earlier in the show, Chris called and asked me what I thought about the Chris Paul trade and I'm for it just cuz the window is closing. If there were no Splash Brothers, then I would want to keep Wiseman and you know, uh Baldwin and pull and try and rebuild, but I'd rather go for another championship than to have a guy who basically disappeared in the playoffs start a four-year deal. Um, Look, they're going to have a reliable guy who scores 20 points a game, but, I mean, Washington is the wilderness of the NBA. They have not been to a conference finals, I think, since 1979. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's Wes Unseld. His son is now the coach. That tells you how long it's been since the uh, bullets, sorry, the whiz have mattered. But uh, I have an email here, by the way, rick at sportsbyline.com, and it's from Chrissy. I haven't heard from Chrissy in a while. She said, Rick, how will Chris Paul fit in? Will he play center, LOL? Well, maybe if Don Nelson was coach. <laughs> but look, it's, it's, it's his last shot for a title. I mean, I know he's on a player option so the, and the Warriors say they're going to keep him for 2 years. But this is probably his very last shot and it's you know, if you think about the stark irony of Isaiah Thomas being the guy who wanted to get him away from the Suns and the the failure to win a title particularly with Paul in the final year with his contract with uh, $31 million remaining. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame, <clears throat> but you know, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, you know, it's a team sport. To say, I've never liked it when they'd say, oh, you know, Niner fans hated Steve Young. He can't win the big one. He can't win the big one. It's a team sport. And then when he finally did big, win the big one, they're like, well, he's not Montana. Sorry. Man. But Listen, Paul is respected and loathed simultaneously. I mean, we have both Draymonds now. <laughs> and there have been teammates that Paul has rubbed wrong, like Draymond. There have, I mean, you remember when in the Warriors were going to play Houston and the Warriors were going to have a shoot-around and Chris Paul drove down to the stadium to make sure that the Warriors would not be able to have a shoot-around there, that they had to go to their whatever gym? You know, if Chris Paul hadn't gotten hurt in that series, everybody thought the Houston Rockets would have won that series because they thought they were the better team. But his fit, as I said, makes sense in the fact of the window is closing, but I mean, Paul is going to get a shot on a contender while the wizards are in their full teardown with uh, getting rid of Beal as well. And they got 500 second round picks. But <clears throat> I mean, when you look at <clears throat> front office officials who have chimed in on this, they'll all say Paul is a clear upgrade in a one year window to pool. You think about the ball-handling skills and the world-class basketball IQ, the offensive firepower, make life easier for Steph and Clay. He's an outstanding player. He knows the nitty-gritties of the X's and O's, and I don't think his age is going to be that much of a hindrance. But here's the thing. He doesn't have to carry the team. And if they're smart about it here in town, they'll manage his minutes so when they get to the playoffs – He's going to be fresh, and look, I'm going to say if Steve Kerr is very good about managing minutes. I always say once you get to the the finals or whatever or elimination game, minutes, minutes, you got to play how many you got to play. But the Warriors obviously are in win now, and if Green, who's an unrestricted free agent, if he comes back, which he'll do if he's smart, look, somebody will give him. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that because Joe Lacob gave KD the same money Brooklyn did. I think Joe Lacob will tell Draymond, look, go out there and I'll match. In fact, I'll throw an extra mill onto everything. And if he says, well, the Atlanta Hawks want to give me three years for $90 million, <laughs> is he going to say I'll give you $91 million"? It's an amazing, <clears throat> and don't think that somebody won't offer him that. If somebody thinks, oh, my gosh, Draymond Green, he'll change our whole culture, somebody might think that. Uh, but as I said, if Dre wants to win a title, he needs to stay here in San Francisco. You know, there's rumors about the Kings. We'll get to the Kings in a second. But, <clears throat> I mean, the reason the Kings are, are a real rumor is because of Vivek Ranadive, a former Warriors minority owner. And he's tried so hard to be the Warriors. You know, he brought in Chris Mullen. He brought in Michael Malone. He said Buddy Hilde is the next Steph Curry. He brought in Walton. He's trying to do as much as he can to be the Warriors. But, I mean, Thompson has one year left on his deal, one expensive year left for Clay. Curry is 35 years old. And you could say, well, you know, Chris Paul was pretty injury-prone in the last few years. And the way I look at it is that if Steph or Clay went down, we were like, oh, no. And Clay was down for a couple years there. And that's when we really needed Jordan Poole here. But if they're healthy, or if one of them goes down now, at least when Chris Paul comes in, you say, well, it's not a drop off the cliff like when it was... Quinn Cook or Ish Smith or someone like that. So one of the tremendous, I think, chemistry issues, and do you say, well, do you get chemistry by winning or do you win by chemistry? It's chicken and the egg. It's the same time. But one of the things they've been able to do with Steve Kerr is with a former player who has the respect of the team, they have always had <clears throat> that team-first mentality, despite having the best shooter in NBA history. And that's why when Draymond Green punched Poole, the consequences and the fiasco that came from that was just crushing for that chemistry. But Chris Paul's a proud guy. He's a difficult guy. He's apparently condescending on his teammates. He's very grating as as the seasons were on. Some people found him infuriating. Sometimes he has been with the media as well. But all those things don't matter if you win. But if you fail to win and you're irritating and you're being traded from place to place, that also is kind of an alarm bell as well. And so this is the juxtaposition of he could be a hard guy to play with, but when he's feeding you great passes, he's a joy to play with. You know, getting turnovers, playing good defense. And I think... There'll be a fire lit under this guy. Not to say that he was lazy before. But you think about how many people counted out Jimmy Butler and he's like, oh, you think I'm done? I'm not going to say he's going to be Jimmy Butler. He's too old. But, you know, I'm sure if they say, but this is the thing about Draymond. Draymond didn't like KD coming in and getting credit. And he said, we won without you and your B-ass. So what if Chris Paul says, quit saying the big three, we're the big four? How do you think Draymond's going to react to that? So, look, there's a reason that um, even excluding the Wizards, that this will be Chris Paul's sixth team. He's been great. He hasn't won. He's been a difference maker, but teams have been happy to see him leave. He's been underestimated. He's been hard to get along with. And Draymond Green is a 24 7 alpha male with a self esteem insecurity about somebody trying to claim that. And could you find two more chill dudes than Steph and Clay? They don't say, What about me? What about me? Can Paul adjust to the Warriors' vibe, or as some people say, culture? <clears throat> Can they? Can he get along in a locker room with, I mean, if you think about the West, you've got the champs, you've got Phoenix now who have added Beal. Memphis has added Marcus Smart. I mean, the West, you've got the Lakers that'll be there. I mean, it's just, it's stacked as it has been. And, Look, it's a win-now organization, and if Paul can't stay healthy or happy or to be around, then he won't be here. But he is a generational talent with no ring right now. Now, as I said, the Kings, about what they want to do, but they have built up significant cap space. And remember, in 2015, they traded away the pick that would eventually become Jason Tatum so they could get cap space to sign Monte Alice. Remember I told you they keep trying to be the warriors and then Monte Alice didn't even sign with them. He went to Indiana, you know, the, the most expensive contract they gave to an external free agent this century went to George Hill in 2017 and he was a Cav eight months later. They signed Zach Levine to an offer sheet. The bulls matched. Nobody wanted to play for Sacramento, but these aren't the same kings. They won 48 games, and they took the Warriors to seven. And, you know, think about what they were able to do with De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis and adding a mid-level exception like Malik Monk, what he was able to do as well. And by the way, were it not for Steph in that game seven with a historic 50-point load, maybe that wouldn't have happened anyway, but the Kings are now a viable destination. You know, they're an hour from the Bay. They're not completely in the middle of nowhere. And it's a few tweaks can turn 48 wins into 58 wins. The Kings know that they, uh, on draft night, the Dallas Mavericks had only earlier traded Davis, uh, Davis Burton's to Oklahoma city that created a $17 million trade exemption that they could use. So the Kings pounced. They offered the Mavs 24 overall to take on the contract for Rashawn Holmes. And rather than using bird rights to retain Harrison Barnes and Trey Lyles, the Kings have some cups uh, cap space, 36 mil. And they're not going to go after James Harden, but Kyle Kuzma is definitely a name that they're talking about up there. But Draymond Green, here's the thing about the Kings. Their defense was 24th in the league. They basically just outscored you. And adding Draymond would help <laughs> that defense. There's no doubt. Um, there has been rumors of Chris Middleton who turned down $40 million, which I don't see there. But, I mean, Sacramento tried to trade for Kuzma at one point. They offered Buddy Heald like three years ago, two years ago, whatever it was. But yeah, the Kings are suddenly a destination point, which I didn't think would happen anytime soon. And there they are. Armored Tittle, come on back.
1: 800-754-4531. Are you saying that I put an abnormal brain into a a seven-and-a-half-foot-long, 54-inch-wide gorilla?
10: Is that what you're telling me?
7: This is the only sports talk show that features a Rhodes Scholar. But he ain't here today. Now, back to Rick Tittle.
3: All right, thank you for that. Hour three coming up. Uh, my team Tottenham in the offseason have signed a guy named Guglielmo Vicario to be their new goalie. He's from Empoli. He's a young backup goalie on the Azzurri. But there's rumors they're about to get James Madison from Leicester City over Newcastle. He's going to turn down the Champions League point to uh, uh, live in London. Uh, I would be over the moon to get James Madison. We have not had a guy, a midfielder, who could score goals since Christian Eriksen and Luka Modric, really. But somebody dug up some old tweets. Ten years ago, James Madison, I hate Gareth Bale with a passion. Calm down, you monkey. Wilshire is ten times better than you, chimpanzee. Another one, hope Luis Suarez destroys Tottenham today. Don't like Spurs. Especially that monkey everyone's on about. (laughs) They have been deleted, but they have also been screenshotted, if that's a word. Ah, social media, the love and the joy. Uh, We got another hour. Come on back on Sports Violent.
19: News, I'm Richard Johnson. Big parts of the USA are dangerous places to be, thanks to heat, smoke, wildfires, and everyone just trying to cope. I will not be leaving my house unless I absolutely have to. I mean, it's 100 degrees is unbearable. That man in Texas may be getting the best of it, as heat indexes of near 125 are expected around New Orleans. The reason? A persistent heat dome that sent temperatures soaring into the triple digits breaking records and creating life-threatening conditions for those working outside. They're giving away masks in New York City to help people cope with another round of thick smoke coming from wildfires in Canada to the West, Southern California's inland empires, home to a couple of fires that have forced people from their homes. And in the sky... The demand, as you know, as anyone that's traveling knows, is, is off the chains. Delta Airlines CEO Ed Bastian ahead of what's expected to be the busiest holiday weekend for air travel in years. NBC correspondent Maggie Vespas feeling the pain at New York's LaGuardia Airport. It's chaos down here. One woman behind me in line told me she's been told to be prepared to be stuck here until Saturday. Everybody is so stressed out. People are yelling, people are mad. FlightAware counts at least 2,700 canceled or delayed flights around the USA. The former Marine accused of choking a man to death on a New York City subway has pleaded not guilty. Daniel Penny was arraigned today in the death of Jordan Neely. Penny has said he was just trying to protect himself and other subway riders. Actor Kevin Spacey was in a London court today ahead of his trial on four sexual assault charges involving four men over a dozen years. Spacey's already pleaded not guilty. A great idea or a crime against nature? You may soon get to decide what you think about a new catch Produced by Pepsi-Cola, the soda-infused condiments getting test runs at several big league ballparks around the USA. This is USA News.
12: At Total Wine & More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines, including Cabernet, Sparkling, Pinot Noir, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine & More to find yours. Find what you love, love what you find, at the lowest price, only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21.
19: How are you feeling about COVID these days? A new poll has come up with a snapshot of our attitudes. Nearly two-thirds of Americans believe the worst of the pandemic is over. But a new Gallup survey finds only 43% say their lives are back to normal. 56% do not. In fact, more than 40% of those polled say normalcy will never return. The poll shows a seven-point drop in concerns over contracting COVID, with just 18% of Americans now fearing they, too, could get the disease. I'm Rory O'Neill. Authorities in Rome are looking for a man who carved up the Roman Coliseum and did it as another tourist was taking video. Ryan Louise says it was tough to watch. I'm just flabbergasted. It's like, really,
3: seriously? <laughs> You're really doing this? And he turns and gives me this smile that says I have no shame at all. And that was just dumb as well. So I turned around, and next thing I had to do was find somebody to to report him.
19: Luis says the man used keys to carve Ryan and Haley 23 into the Coliseum's ancient stone. Italy's culture minister wrote on Twitter, it's very serious, unworthy, and a sign of great incivility. NASCAR legend Jimmy Johnson has withdrawn from this week's race in Chicago after the murder-suicide involving his wife's parents and a nephew. It happened in Muskogee, Oklahoma. Johnson's mother-in-law, who died, is the suspect in the death of her husband, a grandson, and then herself. I'm Richard Johnson, USA News.
3: Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Hour 3 underway. J.D. Sharp is going to join us this hour to talk MLB, but other than that, it's uh, Open Lines, 1-800-878-PLAY. Big shout-out to our troops listening, both home and abroad, on American Forces Radio Network, 1-800-878-PLAY. Twitch.tv, there I am on the high-def cam, resplendent in my reading glasses. Just two horrible sports headlines. the That Ryan Mallet drowned... At 35, he was so good in college, and I really wanted the Raiders to get him. And he ended up not being that great of a pro, but he was coaching high school. And that's a terrible headline. And then the horrific one that they were just talking about on the news: Jimmy Johnson has been on the show. You know, one of the greatest NASCAR drivers of all time. That his mother-in-law shot his father-in-law and then shot his nephew, and then shot herself. I have 11 years old. I have never heard of a grandmother shooting her grandson. Good Lord. I mean, just... You, you think about all the man's inhumanity to man and the, the Holocaust and all these horrific, the rape of Nan King. And I still have never heard of a grandmother shooting a grandson, a little kid. So will we labor on that? No. But if you look at the sports headlines today, five or six of them, those two are going to be up there. And it's just uh, it's just horrifying. So let's let's move on. This is not CNN. Let's move on to talk some sports. 1-800-878-PLAY. We'll get into uh, that. If you want to talk more about the uh, NHL draft, we're here for you as well. As I said, as a Sharks fan, I'll be okay with Carlson, Meechkoff, or Smith. Deep down, I'm kind of hoping for Smith just because I do love it when an American is a good player. (laughs) The Sharks got a goalie... From uh, Gilroy, by the way, and uh, and uh, you know, which is interesting to say the least. And then uh, making a trade for Fleetwood. Come on back. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again. Somebody has to do something.
0: Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside. What's that?
6: card upside users have already earned over 200 million dollars now it's your turn download the free upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas use promo code gas11 for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's code gas11 use code gas11 for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill up cashbacks not available gas in new jersey and wisconsin
13: has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over the phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today.
1: 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 1495 That's 800-788-1495.
12: Let's keep making money together. Hold up, you're using Swiffer Power Mop? <laughs> what would mom say? Oh, she'd be like, A mop and bucket is the only way to deep clean your floors. And I'd be like, Mom, this is the new Swiffer Power Mop, the all in one that gets you a mop and bucket clean in half the time. She'd never believe you. I'd say, Look, the solution's built right in, so no heavy bucket. And the pad has hundreds of scrubbing strips to get into grout lines.
21: That's why you're the smart one. Really? What mom said. It.
4: The new Swiffer Power Mop. Don't mop harder. Mop smarter.
9: Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius.
12: Coming up
3: next, Rick Tittle. Hour three is underway on a hump day. Come on in and get heard. Waiting on J.D. Sharp. And uh, when he calls, we'll throw him on the air talk a little baseball. Um, in San Antonio, Wemby Mania is going nuts, as you might imagine. And he has been officially a Spurs player. Well, not really a Spurs player yet because he hasn't really signed We'll get, to, blah, blah, blah. we'll get back to that in a second, but we do have J.D. Sharp with us from Pro ProWagering and ProWagering.com. J.D., welcome back to the show. And I saw a rumor today out of New York that Max Scherzer would be willing to waive his no-clause, no-trade clause for a right situation. Um, we do know how fantastic he was last year, but this year he's about to turn 39. His ERA is about four. He's not striking out people like he used to the question would be who would take him on who would give up prospects how much money would they have to pay he's making 43 million this year he has a 43 million dollar option next year as well and we know teams being aggressive like the diamondbacks the rangers the astros the padres might pull the trigger what are you thinking about it and is this rats trying to get off a sinking ship
11: yeah i don't mean i mean sure is there, he's actually having a pretty good year I mean, yeah, he is 38 years old, but he's still he looks really good. He he won his last game. I think he's like five and one, or six and one, or five, six and two, maybe now with like a 3.95 or a four ERA. Uh, I thought he pitched really well against the Phillies. But as far as the teams that to pick him up, um, after what happened with Degrom, the problem with the Rangers is their bullpen is so bad, and their bullpen is going to it's it's going to it's going to it's going to really hurt them in games when when they when they matter most in the playoffs it's going to hurt them a lot and so i would say that at this point the diamondbacks might make the most sense and that's kind of ironic because that's where he started his career at mm-hmm. and they've got a legitimate chance to make the playoffs i mean they're not they don't have a great bullpen but it's not terrible and they need starting pitching really bad and that would be a good spot for him you got a lot of young talent offensively and you bring in the old grizzled veteran uh, at pitcher, yeah, I think if if I was to make a, if I was to make a team, I, the Padres, they spent so much money on pitching. I don't see that taking place. He's already been a Dodger before. So, yeah, out of those squads, I would say probably the Diamondbacks make the most sense.
3: Speaking of the Mets, the owner, Moneybags Magoo, Steve Cohen, said that he was going to hold a press conference before their game with Milwaukee tonight. So the GM yesterday, Billy Upler, was asked about it, and he basically gave Buck Showalter... <laughs> The, the vote of confidence, but I mean, when you think about being a fourth place team, and you thought maybe June they could turn it around, and they're six and sixteen in the month right now, um, you, you know, three hundred and forty four million dollar payroll. What do you think Cohen's gonna? I guess Cohen's gonna say Buck Showalter is still the guy, but I'm sure it's always a little bit iffy when the manager the the owner says I got a press conference before the game.
11: I think Cohen's one of those guys that just really enjoys being an owner of a team. Took him a long time to get to that spot. Uh, I think that he likes having superstars. He likes owning a team in New York. He likes having a a veteran manager who's been a winner before. I'm not sure he's super dead set on winning. You know, if, if that if that kind of makes sense. So I I don't think that he is going to do anything with Showalter. I mean, I, I think I think Cohen was smart enough to know that bringing on Verlander and Scherzer was probably a little risky because of how old they are but these are these are two premier guys who are going to be hall of fame pitchers for sure who the average fan knows it's good for jersey sales it's good for just attendance so I, i'm not i'm not certain that he is going to make a move with show waltz the team's still really talented i mean lindor's lindor's got 17 bombs and 54 rbis now alonzo's number two in home runs by the way otani has got 28 now i mean his season is just absurd at this point it doesn't even make sense but uh, you know, a guy that hasn't performed well the last couple of weeks is Francisco Alvarez, had, who did have a really good couple of weeks. Now he can't even hit the ball. He can't hit a curveball. He's got all the power in the world. He's got a really really athletic catcher, actually, with a cannon, but not playing well offensively. So, again, I think the team has enough talent, and Showalter's a proven winner that Cohen's not going to make a move.
3: When you look at the draft coming up, and, of course, they pushed the June draft to the All-Star break to give it a little bit more oomph, and LSU – uh, Tiger, uh, LSU Tigers are going to go one two. Whether it's going to be Dylan Cruz who won the Golden Spikes, or the guy we were talking about on the bump, Paul Skeens, and there are some people who say you you don't draft. And you know this is a guy who has the new SEC record for strikeouts when he comes at ninety nine, and then the changeups at eighty eight. It's devastating. Um, but there are some people who say never take a pitcher number one overall. Well. I mean, David Price, Steven Strasburg, Garrett Cole, it works out sometimes. I would be more apt to take the everyday guy in Cruz just because, you know, this kind of that Dansby-Swanson factor, like I want the Golden Spikes winner. Where would you go? Would you go with the the big right-hander on the bump or the guy who won the baseball Heisman?
11: You know, the Tommy, when, when you throw that hard, there's a really good chance that you're going to have an issue with Tommy John. Mm-hmm. And once you have that, you're out for a couple of years. So I'm always going to, well, not always, but in this situation, I'm going to go with Cruz. Cruz actually, he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, yeah, in and games you mentioned, going 90, 99 to 88, that's really tough. But again, at the at the, at the the MLB level, almost everybody's throwing 99 now. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are throwing 99. Yuri Perez is throwing 99, and he's throwing a 90-mile-an-hour changeup, and he's got five pitches, and obviously we've seen what he's doing. At that level, uh, I would say Cruz. I, I think. I mean, Cruz actually broke a record of himself. I think he. I think he got on base on every single game this year. I don't think there was one game he didn't get on base. I mean, his numbers were obscene. He's. He's got the size. He's got the ability. He's got the look. I think Cruz is going to be a, a really, really good player. I think he's an absolute shoe in at number one. He should be the number one pick.
3: The Dodgers are getting Julio Urias back from the uh, IL on Saturday. They plan on starting him against Kansas City, and he's been out. Uh, six weeks with a hamstring, and those are always a little bit iffy about how long those are going to take. But you think about 35-year-old Clayton Kershaw and some youngsters a lot of people never heard of like Emmett Sheehan and and Bobby Miller who were kind of thrown into the fire. And then, look, the the Dodgers are sitting third in the NL West. They're a wild card right now. We know how good Arias was last year. He was third in the side voting. What kind of injection does this give uh, Dodger Blue?
11: But that's huge. I mean, it's not just Urias, it's also Max Muncy. Muncy's back. And with Muncy and J.D. Martinez, J.D.'s got like 49 RBIs. He's only played 62 games this year. He's hitting well. Obviously, Freddie Freeman's having an MVP caliber season. Betts is playing well. So, yeah, you you add Urias and Muncy, and then if one of Miller and Sheehan can stick around and if that bullpen can get better, the problem is I'm not sure they can. Although they should, they've got Gratterall and Trinen. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's both huge additions. And you mentioned Kershaw being 35, It certainly doesn't look it. Last night he was. He went six innings. I think he gave up two, two hits, and, and he only had two strikeouts. But the guy is just pitching at a very high level, and that's a place, Coors Field is not somewhere where Kershaw has been good his entire career. He's actually had a five ERA there. So I thought he was going to get rocked last night. I didn't bet it, but I was surprised that he did as well as he did. So, so yeah, the Dodgers bringing back Urias and bringing back Muncie with, with Martinez stepping up the way that he has, and even like a James Atwin or Miguel Vargas. Uh, I think if their bullpen can figure it out, they have a real chance to, to, to be the team in, in the in the NL again.
3: Finally, the Yankees won ninety nine games last year and the East. We know that. They're on pace for about eighty three wins. And there have been a lot of injuries, obviously. But Hank Steinbrenner, or I should say Hal Steinbrenner, went on the radio yesterday and said he's confused why Yankee fans are upset. Just paraphrasing, he's like, We're working hard and it's uh it's it's June, so I don't know why everybody's mad right now. Is that a way of deflecting the anger, or is he just completely oblivious?
11: Honestly, I, you know, the Yankees are such a weird team because they've invested so much money into guys that all they can do is hit home runs. John Carlos Stanton, Anthony, Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge, obviously. Torres is playing all right now, but even like Josh Donaldson, who's who had two years that I think were that, – that were, uh, Enhanced by some performance enhancement drug usage, um, and then yeah, they they dealt with some injuries like Judge. I mean, I, did, I talked about this a couple of days ago with you. I think that Matt Olson is a much better long term play for really anybody right now besides Aaron Judge. Two years younger, he, if he doesn't really get hurt, he's got that massive power. He's on the Braves for the next eight years, so yeah. Actually, today, Rick, I've, I've got your A's beating the Yankees. I've got him beating them all game long. I think they're going to win the game. So um, yeah, I, the, the Yankees are a tough team. Cole's been pitching well. But I mean, they've got Burrito, Clark Schmidt. Severino's been inconsistent. Really, cool. it has been their only good pitcher so far. As, I mean, Cortez isn't even pitching. I think he's hurt. Their bullpen has been exceptional. They're they're actually the, the best bullpen in ba- in baseball, quite by a lot. And you need that. But offensively, they just when Judge isn't isn't performing, and when he's not playing, when he may not play for a long time, they really can't score runs. So I, I think that the way that they built that team, it's like it's like the opposite of the Rays or the opposite of of uh, the Diamondbacks. They don't steal bases. <laughs> they don't really get on base. They just score a lot of runs, and they score runs from from home runs. And if they don't, if they don't do that, then they're in trouble.
3: You know, it's funny. I was just off the air talking with Dominic about Otani yesterday. Two Jacks. You know, after he did his nail, whatever. But if you take Matt Olson and then he pitched like Garrett Cole, you'd have Otani. And then in football, if you pass like Mahomes, but then you got sixteen sacks like Bosa. I mean, it's just amazing what this guy's doing.
11: Oh, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, it's it's. It, it, <laughs> His cards are just going up in value so much right now. I mean, if you're a card collector, don't stop buying Otani. His value's just going to keep going up. I mean, he's what he's doing is he's he's having the best two way season ever. I mean, he leads baseball on home runs. By two home runs, by the way, he had 10 K's last night on six innings pitched, and he could have. He, he didn't have to give up that one run. They should have taken him out. He, he actually, I think he threw like 105 pitches last night, which is absurd. He should never pitch that. He never pitch that much when he's also hitting yeah he's uh he's he's on his way to having the best season in major league baseball history and he's going to be considered i think i think even if he just retired now i think he'd have to probably make the hall of fame honestly with what he's done Mm -hmm. and the guy's only 28 years old he could play for seven eight nine more years i mean he doesn't look that old he's still i mean he's you know he's 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 unbelievable, and, and, and I don't, I'm, I'm generally not the guy that's kind of at a loss for words, but with him, that's kind of where it's at right now, because the things that he's doing have just never been done before, and they probably will never be done again, except maybe uh, Jack Caglianone from Florida, who also hit 33 bombs this year and throws 99 and will probably be a two-way player at the next level. Another guy you should, you should know if you don't. Um, but, yeah, what, what he's doing is is unprecedented, and I think that he is becoming a legend before our eyes.
3: Well, it's just he opened the door. I remember, you know, John Olrude, one of the best college pitchers, and it's like, well, you can't do both. And he's like, I guess I'll play first base. I mean, Otani has right. opened the door for these guys. It is J.D. Sharp, ProWagering, ProWagering.com. Always great, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks a lot, Rick. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on am bye
1: tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917.
21: President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you.
1: That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647.
7: Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey.
3: I feel really bad about that. I just bounced off his snout. Didn't even notice. It's all good. one 800 play Get in and get heard. We have open lines the rest of the way. Whatever you would like to talk about. Um, I'll do a Rush Limbaugh. You ready? Oh, I thought that meant say something stupid. I remember uh, Rush did say one time that it's absolutely impossible even if humanity tried its hardest to pollute the oceans. Is that true? I don't know. Let's talk about that for the next half hour. No, what I want to talk about is, you know, I was going over um, all-star votes and who will be the starters and such things, but when it comes to pitchers, that's a manager's call. Um, and who would be? the starter for each league. That's always a great honor to have as well, one way or another. And we can take a look at it. By the way, the San Francisco Giants have won 10 road games in a row. That's the most in their history. In their history. All right, let's go to the phone lines, though. 1-800-878-PLAY. Charlie in Hell's Kitchen. What's up, man?
2: Hey, man. What's up, Rick? Uh, if you just want to bounce around a little, Giants, you're just talking about them. Do you think they are legit in terms of their 107-win season? Like, Not that they will win 107 games, but do, uh, do they have a little magic carpet ride going with them, or or will they peter out uh, somewhere, I don't know, in July, August? Well, or is this a legit playoff contender?
3: It's it's I, I have to say they might be legit just because of their pedigree. They remind me a lot of the Warriors. They sucked for 40 years, and now they've had a mini-dynasty going. Um, on paper, they shouldn't be where they are right now. The Dodgers and the Padres have way more talent. The Padres can't even get to five hundred, so they're not even worth talking about yet. The Dodgers are a half game behind. I just have to think that the Dodgers are going to go by the Giants at some point. But, you know, as I said, they've never won 10 road games in a row. Mo- their last season with Bruce Bochy, they had their best June in their history, and then they went back to stinking again. So um, I think the Giants have a shot at the wild card, but I wouldn't call them a legit World Series contender.
2: Yeah, no, I, I yeah. Plus, I don't even know who's in first place. Arizona at yeah. the moment, only a couple of games ahead of them. Yeah, I think the only legit. Well, uh, I think Atlanta is the true team in the. National league that, that mm-hmm. I think if if I were to pick a team to get back, of course, with half the stat, half the team being former A's players, um,
9: mm-hmm.
2: Otani he, he's Otani's going to get five hundred million dollars for ten years, something like that. I mean, is that crazy to think that? Is he going to? He's going to. Yeah, he's going to get fifty million dollars a year, or even north north of that. Yeah, I mean, if the. It, and as crazy as great a season as he's having, and I assume Trout, I haven't been following baseball day to day, I assume Trout is having his almost typical-like season. There's a good chance the Angels don't make the playoffs. I know I know they're whatever they are five, seven, eight games above 500. If that GM doesn't make some major moves at this trading uh, at the, the, the trade deadline uh, to, to get that team over the hump, at least at least to get them into the playoffs. I, they, they should be they should be disallowed. Not they should not be allowed to resign be mm-hmm. um, because he he and Trout. How many playoffs has Trout been in? One. He's in been in one, one. He
3: he, he lost all three games. And by the way, he's still driving in runs. He's got over forty ribbies and seventeen jacks, but he's only hitting like two fifty. So he's yeah, he's basically yeah. just a power hitter at this point.
2: Right, right, but I'm I'm just saying, the if the Angels lose Otani, which is, I guess is a very good chance that's going to happen, then then shame on them because they arguably have two well one the best player in baseball and and Trout is whatever you want to rank them top four top five great uh, best players in the in the game. Um, uh, what was it going to? Uh, yeah, before when you had Bench on, it's it's like you said, it seems like half the people you talk to and they i guess they're players more or less like like what um have one point of view about the a's get, getting out of oakland leaving oakland and then you have like your celebrities other like when you speak to some comedians and some of these actors how much responsibility is falls on again me not living there how much responsibility falls on the city of oakland or did was it a complete cluster blank across the board?
3: I have always Is, felt regardless. Well, first of all, you know in the People's Republic of California, you have to pay for it yourself. The Warriors paid for it themselves. The Giants paid for it themselves. Spanos knew that in San Diego. He knew the vote would lose. So then he went to the Rams, and that guy paid for it himself. Right. So... Um, I, uh, you can go ahead and, and go to these Midwest cities, which will bend over and build a stadium for you like Jacobs Field. They'll do that there. But if you know the state you're in, then you know the way it's going to go. So you can point at Oakland, and look, I've been at so many city council meetings, and it is a mess, and they're all jackasses. They really are all right. jackasses, and none of them care about sports, but it's the owner's call if he or she wants to move the team. So you can say Oakland could have done more, I guess, but this is a city that, had, that went through four police, office, uh, police chiefs in a month. There's crime, schools are closing, you know, they got strikes by teachers, they're not. They don't care about the A's, and so to say, oh, how come they're not building us a stadium? It's just I don't know. I think people they have this sort of Midwest mentality of like Bush Stadium. Oh, this is old. Let's just build a new one. That this doesn't work the way out here in California.
2: Right. So then how come? Why do you think the players, as former players, you talk to, seem to have that view? more of that view it seems because i like, think like know?
3: well you look at johnny bench he's from you know he played at cincinnati where they built the great american ballpark they you know they just the city built it you know i mean right. that, that's that's just kind of what they're used to and so i i completely understand them thinking well if, if we did that here why don't you do it there
2: right without t- right mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just, the perspective is interesting when you who whomever you speak to mm-hmm. who, uh what side of the ball they're on—it just—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's interesting. Yeah, it was only Totoro
3: anyway. and Rappaport that got mad. Two New York guys, like you. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Anyway, all right. Well, hey, you know. Well, well, they won opening day against Otani, and they they beat the Yankees last night. So my my, my season is, so I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm not, I can't expect much more from this team. So, yeah. uh, go, go go A's. Anyway, buddy, I'll keep listening. All right, thanks
3: See for the later. call, Charlie. I appreciate it. Yeah, the the A's beat the Yankees two to one yesterday in Oakland. By the way, they're zero six when Josh Donaldson hits a home run this year. But the A's beat him two to one, and Aaron Boone afterwards. They were sort of asking him like. You lost to the A's two to one. What the hell are you doing? And he was going, oh, well, he was just panicked. He was like, I, 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 blah 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 blah. Come.
4: Here's a message just for the attorneys out there so you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more, so you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com go to learn more.
1: You don't
6: plan for a computer virus. You don't plan to lose files. You don't plan to knock your laptop off the counter. And you don't plan for your PC to crash or your screen to freeze. But Staples has a plan. A plan for unlimited virus protection. A plan for help when you need it 24-7. Staples Total Support Plans are your tech plans for the unplanned, starting as low as $199.99. And although you didn't plan for this, right now at Staples you can also get $250 off select computers. N729, in-store only. See associate for details.
7: Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny. <laughs>
3: All right, thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. one 800 play Dominic just told me that Matt Olson just hit a home run, and we were just talking about him. They're up 3 nothing in the ninth inning against the Twins. Twins trying to stay alive there at Truist Park. And you look at the Twins, we were talking about Correa yesterday having a terrible year. Byron Buxton hitting two Oh two guy has so much talent defensively two Oh two, but, and by the way, Cray is not even playing today. They put farmer out at short. Their best hitter after Lewis is Donovan Solano. The leadoff hitter never got the respect, even in San Francisco. And all he did was rake. Kind of no, um, Matt Olsen's hitting 237, but if you hit 26 home runs before July, that's not bad. By the way, um, Estuary Ruiz with the A's with his uh, 40th steal yesterday, he's the first player I think in eight years to have 40 steals before July, which is not bad. The all-star game uh, for both the American and the National League will have a lot of A's, former A's, with Simeon and Chapman and Olsen and Murphy and others. But as I was saying, pitchers, who will start for each league? And in the American League, if there's ever a situation where all else is equal, you give the home fans something to cheer about, and Luis Castillo of the Mariners, where the game will be, has a 2 8 six, but he's also a 5-6 and six record. Dusty Baker will be the manager. I don't think Dusty will be scared of, uh, of that at all. Um, by the way, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, someone who had double-digit strikeouts and two home runs in the same game. His name is Madison Bumgarner because he did that five years ago, six years ago. Struck out like 11 and had two bombs. And then, probably the most unlikely of all time, Zach Granke had two home runs <laughs> and struck out 10. <laughs> all right. So, if it's not Castillo, then you look at Garrett Cole. <clears throat> he, uh, uh, of all his resume, even in Pittsburgh, he's never started an all star game. Eight and one with a two, seven, eight. So. But they're saying the Yankees might shuffle the rotation to make sure Cole doesn't pitch, and that's what they do too. Uh, Nathan Ivaldi, what he's been able to do, his staying power in the league, and now at the Rangers, at 33 years old, he's having his best year ever: nine and three with a 2.82. Um, he'll be on extra rest, assuming the ro- the rotation stays the same. The last time the Rangers had started an all-star game, a pitcher, Kevin Brown. I remember Kevin Brown when he was with Miami and he signed that deal with the Dodgers. And it was this ridiculous deal of tons of money. Well, I mean, he deserved it because they paid it to him. But then he had an extra thing for them to fly his family in. Like it wasn't part of the original deal. Uh, Kevin Gosman... Pitching against his old Giants yesterday was fantastic. He still lost. But, I mean, he's got 127 strikeouts and 25 walks. This is why he was a first-round pick of the Orioles. And I remember as a rookie, he came up against the A's and just mastered the A's. It's funny how many teams he's bounced around with. And as things stand right now, he'll start right before the game, which means he'll be ineligible to pitch. Sonny Gray, there is another old A. First-round pick. <clears throat> last Twins pitcher to start an All-Star game was Jack Morris in 91 when they won the World Series. But he's also set to pitch that Saturday, so he won't be able to play. Zach, uh, I should say Shane McClanahan, he started last year, and he's 11-1 and and has the lowest ERA in baseball at a two two three. And he will be on regular rest for the All-Star Game. So that one makes sense. And then, of course, who do you want to see? You want to see Shoei Otani. And he started the All-Star Game in 2021 at Coors Field. He's already the starting DH. That's who everybody wants. Come on. And then a couple other guys. If you just look at numbers, Joe Ryan with the Twins has an ERA under three with eight wins, and Framber Valdez with Houston. If he wants to go, you know, managers do that a lot. They pick their own guy. He has a two two seven, and he'll be on um, regular rest. Senior circuit. This is a little more. <clears throat> it's a little more dicey because there's no huge name outside of Clayton Kershaw. And Kershaw got the nod last year at Dodger Stadium. He's nine and four with a two seven two. You know he looks really good. If we see McClanahan Kershaw again, that would be a rematch. The last time we had an All Star game rematch was Chris Sale versus Max Scherzer, seventeen and eighteen. But here's a name that you might know: Book of Norman <laughs> Mormon, Bryce Elder. Who would have thought that Bryce Elder would be the ace of the Braves? And not only that, lead the National League in ERA with a 2 4 0. But right now, he's supposed to pitch on Sunday the 9th, which means he'd be ineligible. Zach Gallen, that scoreless inning streak last season, I think, caught a lot of baseball fans off guard who didn't know the name this year, nine and two with a two, eight, four, 104 strikeouts, only 20 walks and 98 and a third. One of the big reasons why Arizona is in first place. And the last diamondbacks pitcher to start an all-star game was Kurt Schilling, 2002. And right now he's, if they push him back a day, he'll be all right, but otherwise he'll be ineligible. Yuri Perez with the Marlins. Just talking about that with JD. I mean, it's not going to happen, but he's 20 years old. He's had nine starts with a 1-3-4. Nine starts, he's struck out 54. The last Marlin to start an All-Star game on the bump? Nobody. It's never happened. Justin Steele. Justin Steele with a 2-6-2 with the Cubs. I don't know. Will he even make the team? Spencer Strider. Had a historic streak of games with nine plus strikeouts that carried over from last year through his fifth start this season. He did kind of hit a lull. His ERA is three seven three, but he leads the majors with Ks one hundred forty six. Now the Braves have had a lot of all game starters, but nobody since Greg Maddox back in the nineties. <clears throat> Marcus Stroman, Puerto Rican in the World Baseball Classic, except the one before that. American in the World Baseball Classic. It's not like FIFA where you can... Uh, in FIFA, you can't change countries, but in the World Baseball Classic, you can. Um, he, If you're into WAR, which I'm not, but he leads all MLB pitchers in WAR. He also has nine wins. He also has a sub-2-5 ERA. So he did have a blister spur, and he was removed from the game on Sunday. If he doesn't miss a turn and stay on term... He'll be on normal rest. By the way, the All-Star game is Tuesday, the 11th, so home run derby the 10th. The only Cubs player who started the All-Star game on the bump is someone that no one would guess. 1946, Claude Passo. Never heard of him. So how could I have guessed that? And then a couple of guys with San Francisco ties. Logan Webb leads the majors in innings pitched. That's not really an accomplishment, but, well, it is an accomplishment, but that doesn't get you started. He is a 3-1-6, and he's going to pitch Sunday the 9th, so he won't be eligible if they stay on turn. And then a former Giants first-round pick, a guy named Zach Wheeler. And here's the thing. Rob Thompson is the manager, and you get to pick your guy sometimes. And he's having a quality season, and he's lined up to start Friday the 7th. So, you know, as we look through all that, it's going to be interesting one way or the other, the way they have it. Um, But I do want to get, before we go to the last segment here, that we do have the NHL first round tonight. Um, My cousin, who has a Canadian mom, that would be my aunt, he's really into the... uh, <clears throat> the Sharks more than, than I am. He he just, the, the, the Sharks are everything to him. They're sort of like, you know, like Tottenham for me or the Raiders or the A's, whatever. He loves the Sharks. And I said I would be happy with Carlson, Meechkoff, or Smith, and he said the only Russian that they met with that um, that uh, <clears throat> um, Mike Greer met with was Danil Butt. I got Danil Butt one time after Chipotle, patoom-poom. Uh, but he said that apparently he also, uh, Mike Greer said that he wants a center, so it's going to be Carlson or Smith, whoever the Blue Jackets don't take. And I have not seen Meechkov mentioned for Columbus. So, <clears throat> I, look, I'd be happy with either of those guys. Uh, I really would. So as it stands, Blackhawks, Bedard, Ducks, Fantilli, Blue Jackets, then I guess Carlson, Sharks, Smith, Canadians, Meechkov. But then after that, I talked about Axel Sandin, Palinka, Mocked. These are all mocks now. Coyotes. Where are they going to play? They're not moving to Connecticut. Sorry, Governor Zach Benson to the Flyers. David Reinbacher to the Caps. At nine, Dalibor Dvorsky, not a bad name, to the Wings. Ryan Leonard, another American, to the Blue. Excuse me, the Blues. Edward Saleh, a Czech player, to the Canucks. The Sens traded 12 overall to the Coyotes. There's another American, Oliver Moore, Buffalo Sabres, Gabe Perrault, another American, Matthew Wood out of Yukon to the Pens at 14, Mikhail Gulyeyev. That's a great name. Mikhail Gulyeyev. Good Italian boy. Now, Uh, To Nashville, because when you think Russia, you think Nashville. Andrew Cristal um, to the Flames at 16. The Wings will pick 17 via Islanders, via Canucks. They have Colby Barlow from the OHL. The Winnipeg Jets then um, a center out of Brandon. This is in the Quebec League. Nate Danielson. Names to keep, I remember when Rick Tuttle mentioned that guy. I do. Riley Height, a center from Prince George, the WHL to the Hawks at 19. The Kraken, they're picking at 20 because they had a very good season. Dmitry Simonshev from Lokomotiv Yaroslavl. Wild at 21. Samuel Honsek from Vancouver. Go over this tomorrow. See how many of these are right. Callum Ritchie is center to the Flyers at 22. Braden Yeager, moose jaw center to the Rangers. Preds get this from the Oilers at 24. Otto Stenberg from Sweden. The Blues at 25. Tom Volander from Sweden. And the Sharks at 26. This is the Timo Meyer trade. Uh, Canton Musti, or we might say Quentin Musti. From Sudbury, so uh, we'll keep an eye on all this. Go, Sharkies, go! I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back.
1: that's eight hundred two seven eight seventeen thirty
18: eight.
7: His servants.
3: Uh I don't, but I'll leave you with this. Alcohol, so, <laughs> alcohol sales blah, blah, will be banned during the Paris Olympics. It's all card to Avon's law. No alcohol to the general public in all of the stadium in France unless you're a VIP. If you're a VIP and you're in what's called a hospitality area, you will be greeted with champagne and you'll have access to wine and beer. <laughs> now, the uh, Tokyo uh, Olympics did that too. Now, of course, that kind of became moot because of COVID-19 and nobody went. They did sell alcohol in Rio. They did sell alcohol in London, but... The other thing is, is that people will be smoking like, uh, chimneys next to you, uh, as well. But, um, what can I say? Um, what did Mel Brooks say as King Louie? It's good to be King. So if you're a schmuck, the the thing is I've never cared about that because I'm one of the only people I know that doesn't need to get rip roaring drunk when I go to a sporting event. Why don't you, I mean, there's no beer, then why am I here? I'm Rick Tittle. That's what people say about my show. Come on back tomorrow. We'll have Thomas Hayden Church right here.
9: Yeah, man, I hope we don't have brain
3: damage. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to end the show.